0: Hey hey everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com, Twitter at IamNairby, Instagram at IamNairby, Twitch, NairbyDoo, that's N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. It's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast. This is episode 22. Before we begin, let's discuss the unfortunate passing of Dustin Diamond, otherwise known as Screech, which uh, he quickly lost his battle with uh, cancer uh in the past uh week and uh uh i'm not gonna go on too much about it but just my side we've all of us any everybody who's listened to this is you know you've told your side you've checked out a bunch of links and people's memories well i'm not gonna go on too much about it but hey dustin diamond i know him specifically of course from saved by the bell but I also knew him from uh, he was in uh, Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling, which was only lasted one season. But Dustin Diamond was in it, and my memories of Dustin Diamond are just nothing but good. He was awesome in uh, "Saved by the Bell" as, Sc- as Screech. He was a uh, a very far he he was a major important character because he, he wasn't only in the "Saved by the Bell" series; he was also in the Miss Bliss's Class series from the get go. So. He was uh he was great man. And all of all of my favorite episodes of Saved by the Bell, the Screech character is very heavily featured in it. So Dustin Diamond was the 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 uh right person to play Screech. He did an awesome job. Screech was awesome. I mean, we haven't even gotten to my ultimate favorite episode of Saved by the Bell, which is very heavily Screech oriented. We're getting there. I believe in season 4. But, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, man. But Screech was awesome. He's just, the, the, the save by the Bell would not as, I don't know if it would have been as good for me without Screech. He represented the dudes like me. The dudes who wanted to be popular. Who had dreams of, well, maybe not being, just, we were just like Screech. You know, we, we wanted to be popular, but not to, well, we, we, I didn't want to go to George Michael concerts either. Even if it was with Kelly. Ah, but yeah screech uh dust and diamond rest in peace he was an awesome character very important very important to all of it he got a uh, uh the screech character was going for at least it even though he did spend uh a couple episodes uh pers- pursuing uh Tory spelling violet but uh big time screech uh screech was big his uh, thing with the violet was big so anything screech did was uh very important in the show from when he uh was helping kelly with the tutoring to uh when he finally got the date with lisa on the condition that they just go to a movie with me and see how it goes we already covered that episode which was a, one of a, which was an all-time favorite but we're getting to more there's more to come man there's uh my favorite, which I'll just say now, my favorite is the uh, the the spaghetti sauce episode. I'm a big fan of that because Screech is awesome in it, but also because it has uh, Soleil Moon Fry in it. Big fan of Punky Brewster, but I love the story. Screech is my man. He was uh, he was he was there for the dudes like me. So Screech always be remembered. It wouldn't you can't have Saved by the Bell without Screech, whether it be. Miss Bliss Class, Saved by the Bell, OG Old School, or even New School. Even though I haven't seen any New School, but there we go. Rest in peace, Dustin Diamond. As well as I said, he was awesome on uh, Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. Screech, in my opinion, should have won that. Okay, Dennis Rodman won. And if you, if anyone who knows wrestling, who knows Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan looks out for, for celebrities who are bigger than he is. And Hulk Hogan... It, it, it was known that he and Dennis Rodman were very decent friends before that uh, Celebrity Championship Wrestling TV series. So it didn't surprise me that Ro- Dennis Rodman won. But Screech should have. Screech was known as the winner. That was his wrestling name in that show, the winner. And uh, he should have won it all. Hogan, I love you, Hogan, but come on, man, you got to be fair. But whatever. But Dustin Diamond, rest in peace, brother. And it's just not saved by the bell without you. Speaking of which, it's time to get to Saved by the Bell. We are we are continuing our journey through the old OG Saved by the Bell universe. We are on a Season 3. Today we are checking out Episodes 9 and 10 of Season 3. First one entitled, Fake IDs. A classic episode. And this one aired on October 19th, 1991. And we start at the Max, where Slater is checking out a book. And the book that he's reading is... You know how books have those, uh, those they call them dust jackets. Well, this one, this dust jacket, if you want to call that, that Slater's reading, is basically like brown paper bag material. So obviously they're not giving any free publicity to whatever the book really was. So, yeah, just a little trick, a little cheap way out of uh, what production uh, places will do in order to not give you any free advertising. But the, so whatever, we'll just assume that it was a book about uh, Slater doing Slater stuff. So anyways, checking out this book while Screech is playing with a camera that has a lens stretched out to be like like probably more than a full foot, man. Zach appears and he tells us that he has a project for photography class, but he doesn't have a subject yet, but any good looking girl will do. Zack then joins Slater and Screech and we find out that Slater doesn't have a subject for his photography class project yet either. Zach says he's still waiting for some inspiration when a woman wearing an, a, a USC shirt walks in. USC, of course, the University of Southern California, home of the Trojans. Zach grabs Screech's camera and starts taking pictures of this woman, something you can't do now. Or even back then, you couldn't really grab a camera in a public place and start taking pictures of someone you don't even know, especially if it's of the opposite sex, so... You, you, you can't do that without getting the awkward eye, but this is the Say by the Bell universe where yeah, everything's okay, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> I guess when you're Zach Morris, you can do anything, right? Anyway, Zach and the woman introduce themselves to each other. Zach tells her that he's also attending USC, and he's majoring in photography, while the woman says that she's stranded and needs to use the phone. Zach quickly runs over and grabs his brick cell phone for her to use, and... She is told that a truck will arrive in an hour to change her flat tire. Zack takes his phone back and hangs up on... Well, he didn't hang up on her. But he hung up on the tow truck people. And he tells the woman that he can change her tire for her. And she quickly accepts. And she tells Zack that he's so sweet that she can kiss her. She then takes Zack's hand and they head, they, they head out of the max hand in hand. Like holding hands. <sighs> okay, anyway... <laughs> We then quickly twirly-wipe, and Zack returns to tell Slater and Screech that the woman invited him to a college party at the Attic. The Attic. Slater mentions that the Attic is an over-18 club, and Zack's only 16. And Zack says that, you know, that's true for now. But by tomorrow night, they'll all be 18. Because Zack is including his buddies. Screech panics because he was told by his mom that he has to move out when he turns 18. So he packs up his books and he leaves to go look for a place to live. <laughs> we then go to Bayside where Belding is running the photography class and it's time to develop some pictures. It's funny that Belding is running it. Uh, you would have thought, I mean, we haven't seen Max, like Max, Max in a while. But he wasn't he in the uh, was it? I, don't, I think it was in an episode of season two where he he was gone for a while, then he suddenly returned and it, he returned to say that one of his hobbies is photography. So I'm surprised they didn't bring him back just to do this, but maybe they were cutting costs. But at this time, Saved by the Bell was uh, pretty popular. I mean, bloody hell, they were doing two episodes a week on the same day. So kind of surprised they didn't bring Max back to to uh, do the photography class. Maybe his asking price was too too uh, high. Anyway, uh, Be- Belding is running the class, and he he. Uh, he says that it it's time to develop some pictures. Kelly's developed a picture of Jeff. While Zach, Screech, and Slater are quickly developing their fake IDs. <laughs> Screech finishes Zach's ID, but he has Zach listed at 54 years old. <laughs> I never had a fake ID. There, there, were, there were a couple of, uh, we call them head shops. I don't know why they were called head shops, but that's just where they were called. But in downtown Toronto, some of them are still there now. But back in the day, these places where you'd, be, like, you'd go there, you'd buy band t-shirts and posters and wallets and all that stuff. And they would also sell, some of them would also sell fake IDs. And uh, I never actually did it. So, I mean, I don't know why I wasn't popular enough to need one. So that's why Dustin Diamond Screech was for, for dudes like me. But he got a fake ID. He was partying. So I guess he's above us. Oh, well, anyway, we then go to Zack's house that night where Zack, Slater, and Screech are waiting for Zack's parents to go to bed so the three of them can sneak out. Zack's mom arrives with some cookies and milk for the guys and searches Zack's room real quick to see if any girls are hiding. The guys tell Zack's mom that they're tired and they're ready to sleep. Zack's mom leaves, and the guys then inflate three blow-up people. I don't want to call them blow-up dolls, but three inflatable people... ...are blown up to pose as the three dudes... ...sleeping in sleeping bags in Zach's bed... ...as the guys get dressed... ...into their party clothes. We then go... I never snuck out of house when I was... Uh, ...living at home, ever. I, I was a good kid, so... ...yeah, I, I, I never did. Well, I, I was never invited... ...to go anywhere, so it's not to say... ...I wouldn't have, but I, I never did. Anyway, we then go to the attic... ...where the guys are... are ...they arrive outside. Screech is wearing a fake mustache... And he's worried that they're gonna get caught, but Zach tells him everything will be fine. Zach then, before Zach, before it's Zack ter- Zach's turn with the bouncer. The bouncer confiscates the dude's fake ID and kicks him out of line. Zach sees this and he suddenly goes into a deep accent, you know, a deep manly accent. He's like, "Can you believe that? Trying to get in with a fake ID, and uh, it it, uh, it works." As the bouncer lets Zack in while Slater compliments the bouncer, uh, a scar on the bouncer's face, which the bouncer said is compliments of his woman. A woman then arrives, a rocker girl, and tells the bouncer that Screech is with her. And as a result, the bouncer lets Screech in as well. And they're all let in and we go to commercial. And after the break, Zack and Slater are inside the club checking out the female talent. Back when checking out and complimenting the ladies was not against society's terms of service. Zack and Slater are having a good time and pointing out how even Screech got a woman. As Screech is being flung around the dance floor by the rocker girl who picked him out outside. Zack's date then shows up to greet him and she takes him, him and Slater to a table <laughs> to meet a couple of uh, her friends. <laughs> and Slater is just hilarious here. Just for a very short period of time, but... Mario Lopez just overdid this—the little Slater strut. Like every anybody who knows *Saved by the Bell*, every now and then when when Slater the character is just feeling good, he does this little this little strut kind of thing. Well, he just goes overboard with the little strut when uh, he's about to be introduced to introduced to a couple college girls. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> uh, anyway, Zach's girl repays him for helping her with her tire by planning a big kiss on him. Slater introduces himself to the late other ladies as Screech runs and hides underneath their table from his date. The girls ask who Screech is, and Zack tells them that it's their friend Dawn. <laughs> Dawn. <laughs> they all get up to dance, and Slater tells a girl that tells one of the girls that he has a girlfriend and he doesn't know if he should if he should get up and dance, but the girl tells him that she just wants to dance, and Slater accepts. Slater with that little strut. <laughs> Seriously, I go back and watch this, man. Just that little second or two when Zach and Slater are walking up to the table to meet the girl's friends. and Slater's just, oh, that strut, man. <laughs> it's that little Slater, yeah, I'm about to meet some ladies strut. <laughs> we then twirly wipe to later where Slater's showing off pictures of him and Jesse to the two other women. Pictures of him and Jesse at uh, Disney, Disneyland and other places. And Slater keeps putting Jesse over to the girls when Zack and his date return, and the girls say that, well, they basically say that Slater's a loser, we want to leave. And it's 2 a.m. now. Zack's date wants to meet with Zack for lunch tomorrow, but Zack says that he can't because he'll be in the dark room all day. And he agrees to just call her instead. The girls leave, and Screech is dropped off by the bouncer as he is now all tuckered out from dancing with the rocker girl all night. And the guys are leaving when Slater spots someone at the club. And it's Jeff. And Jeff is dancing with the girl with, with a girl. And the girl he's dancing with isn't Kelly. And Jeff and the girl who isn't Kelly kiss each other as the guys go, whoa! We then go back to Bayside Photography class, where the guys are tired from partying at the attic. When Kelly arrives, in typical Kelly Kapowski very chirpy and bubbly manner to say good morning to everybody. Slater asks Zach if he's going to tell Kelly about Jeff, and Zach says he's just too tired to think right now. The bell then rings to begin class, and Belding arrives, and Belding puts on a slideshow for the class to give them examples of different pictures, and he does so by showing the class a slideshow of him and Mrs. Belding enjoying life in San Diego. (laughs) Belding asks to then see Kelly's pictures, and Kelly shows Belding a shot of Jeff. And she says that Jeff looks good under any light. To which Screech replies, "You should see him under a disco light." <laughs> That's why you need Screech, man. You need that uh, that uh, that foil. We then go to later in the day, and the guys are still worn out. What happened? You guys look terrible. Hey, leave us alone. We were dancing at the attic till 3 in the morning. Squeak. You went dancing at the attic without me? Well, kind of, but I did it for Zach. Hey, relax, Jesse. All I did all night was talk about you. I missed you, Mom. You missed me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. You have to be 18 to get into the attic. Not true. You could be 54. <laughs> Or have one of these. Fake IDs? That's wrong! That's immoral! That's dishonest! That's cool! I want one of those! <laughs> Everybody goes to the attic. Yeah, even that sleazy, slimy, smiley Jeff. Kelly's Jeff? You mean he was with another girl? Bingo! That's slimeball! That's terrible. Someone's gotta tell Kelly. Yeah, but who's gonna tell her? <laughs> hey, don't look at me. Believe me, Zach. So thank you. You maggot mouth liar. You're just just Jeff would never cheat on me. Kelly, I saw it with my own eyes. You're wrong. Last night, Jeff went bowling with his roommates. Why don't you just mind your own business and stay out of my life? Hey, what's going on out here? Nothing. Just a rude customer. Jeff, um, where are we going Saturday night? Oh, uh, Saturday. Uh, Sorry, I have to work till 11.30 And you gotta be home by midnight, right? Well, maybe I can ask my mom for an extension No, no, no We'll go out next Saturday We'll spend the whole day together Then I have to work next Saturday Well, hey, I'm your boss I'll give you the day off Well, have fun Okay, great Yeah, great (sighs) Uh, Scumbag why would anyone cheat on Kelly Kapowski? All right, I mean, she's gorgeous. She's funny. She's quirky. She has ambition. She's nice. She's cool. <sighs> uh, I don't understand, but I guess you, you needed to. Maybe the dude who plays Jeff got an offer. I mean, he's got he's got the, that dude. He had that those uh, soap opera good looks, so maybe he got an offer to appear on somewhere else, and they had to write him out. They they never should. Uh... You see, it doesn't make sense. It just, it doesn't make sense to me to have a storyline where a dude cheats on Kelly Kapowski. It does. It doesn't make sense to me because why? I don't get that. Why would anybody? Okay, I mean, granted, there's what eight billion people on the planet. Obviously, there's going to be some real morons out there, but it's 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 just still. I don't know. Well, <sighs> Whatever anyway, after the break, uh, Zach is at home on the phone with the with his college girl, Danielle and she asks him why she never sees him on campus. And Zach says that a that he's a, as a photo maj photography major he's always out taking pictures of life and they agree to meet each other at the attic on the weekend and they hang up. Zach's mom then enters the room. And she tells Zach that she and Zach's dad have tickets to a Peter Paul and Mary concert on Saturday night, and she invites Zach. Peter Paul and Mary, of course, the Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> so that song makes me think of uh, Meet the Parents. I did a movie buddy of Meet the Parents. SerialGrapes You want us? You want to? If you like Meet the Parents, and want to watch it with a movie buddy. I did a movie commentary. I recorded an audio commentary for that movie and laughed my ass off. That movie's awesome. So anyway, yeah. Where uh, Ben Stiller tries to get in good with Robert De Niro. And De Niro plays some Puff the Magic Dragon. And Stiller brings up that, uh, that uh, too bad uh, you know people don't know what that song's really about. And De Niro's all like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Puff the Magic Dragon. Anyway. Zach turns down the offer to go see Peter, Paul, and Mary, and he, sa- he tells his mom that he's going to be going over and sleeping over at Slater's on Saturday night. We then go back to Bayside Photo Class, where a plan is in place to take pictures of Jeff at the attic, cheating on Kelly. Slater asks, what if Jeff's not there this time? Elisa says that they'll just have, a, have to have a good time. If, uh, anyway, you know, well, if he's not there, we'll just have to have a good time anyway. And Lisa says that, uh, anyway, she's, she's heard that there are good looking guys there. To which Screech replies, yeah, especially since I've been going there. <laughs> and Screech is given the job of making fake IDs for Jesse and Lisa, as, uh, he's left alone now in photography classroom when Kelly arrives. Hi, Screech. Kelly! Um, uh, Kelly, uh, Hi. Screech, can I ask you something? Well, uh, not now, Kelly. I'm busy making fake IDs for Jesse and Lisa. Why are you making them IDs? Well, because we're going back to the tomorrow night. Don't ask me why. You were there with Zach, huh? Yes. Screech, did you see Jeff there? Um... Um then it's true but why I mean why, why would Jeff cheat on me I don't know Kelly men are such fools <laughs> I hope I never become one yes men are fools cheating on Kelly Kapowski man come on man I mean you, you, if you're Kelly Kapowski you'd have to do something real not just real like what the hell like WTF For me to be like, you know, I think we should probably see each other or other people because, yeah. So, yeah, she'd have to do some real WTF shit for me to cheat on, not to to break up on her. Bloody hell. Anyway, we then go to the attic where Zack is getting restless because his lady has not arrived yet. Meanwhile, Jesse and Slater are dancing together as Screech who's now wearing like a full-on Amish-style beard with mustache, is hiding out from his rocker girl. But the girl quickly finds Screech and starts flinging him around the dance floor again. And we then go back to Zach's house, where his mom enters his room and she's bought a Peter, Paul, and Mary poster for him. Zach's phone rings and his mom picks it up to take a message. And it's Danielle, Zach's college lady, calling to say that she's going to be arriving late at the attic that night. Zach's mom asks, what's the attic? And, uh, well, Danielle tells Zach's mom what the attic is, and Zach's mom now knows that Zach is actually, in fact, not at Slater's house building cool pillow forts. But he's at an adults-only club. Come on, people. Go to a friggin' over-18 dance club, build cool pillow forts in the living room with your buddy. That's... That's a no-brainer. Come on, man. We then go back to the aforementioned adults-only club where Zach is still waiting on his date to arrive. Lisa's getting sick of Zach, and she walks away when she spots Jeff and Not Kelly slow dancing. Not Kelly, meaning the previous girl that he was dancing with. Lisa points out Jeff and Not Kelly to Zach, Slater, and Jesse. Jesse's just... oh. Because that's what Jesse does. (laughs) And they go over the plan. Lisa is going to take the picture. And then when the Flash blinds Jeff, that is going to be Slater's cue to punch Jeff in the face. Because, you know, the laws against physical assault out of nowhere are different in the Bayside universe, apparently. (laughs) But the the plan is quickly stopped as Kelly then arrives. Oh, besides, this place bites, Kelly. We were just leaving, right? That's right. right yeah, boy, Come on. Oh, I thought this was a happening place to be. I mean, yeah. everybody comes here. Yes, Kelly, unfortunately, everybody comes here. Kelly, let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, no, thanks, guys, but um, I have to deal with this myself. Hi, can I cut in? Kelly! <laughs> Hi. Uh, excuse us, Janet. Kelly, what are you doing here? I'd ask you the same thing, but I already know the answer. Why, Jeff? Well, it's not like we're going steady or anything. I, I mean, uh, I mean, I like you a lot, but I broke up with a great guy for you. You're very special to me, but I'm just not ready for a commitment right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'm sorry I fell for a dishonest jerk like you. Goodbye yeah idiot and go back and look at the sweater that Jeff was wearing in this bit it it was, it was like the gobots of Huxtable sweaters I mean for real it was I mean there is Dr Huxtable sweaters you know for Cosby show fans out there remember the just designer sweaters that Dr. Huxtable would always wear the sweater that Jeff was wearing as I said is the gobots of Huxtable sweaters not the Transformers it was the gobots it was the cheap shit of freaking Huxtable sweaters Jeff was wearing. So, great way to get rid of that character, man. Put him in the freaking god awful of god-awful GoBot Huxtable sweaters and then get out. Anyway, after the breakup, Zack and company join Kelly to comfort her. and She says that she'll be okay after some scream time in the ladies' room. Jesse and Lisa take Kelly to the leaders' the ladies' room, I assume. I mean, that's what uh, the, f- the females do. They, they go to the ladies' room together and talk while, I guess, other women are farting and pooping. I don't know. Anyway, leaving Zach and Slater alone before they're joined by Screech. Zach's mom then arrives and tells Zach that his date will arrive at 11. The guys freak out and Screech blabs about the fake IDs which Zach's mom mom, confiscates. And she tells the guys that it's time to leave. They get up to leave when Zach's date finally arrives. Zach introduces his date to, to his mom. And he introduces his mom to the girl as his older sister. And Zach's date tells his mom that her brother's really hot, and I don't think I don't think that's something I'd actually want to say to someone's sibling, let alone parent. But okay, I mean seriously, I don't think I could ever tell a a a lady's brother or sister that yeah, your your sister's hot, man. Let alone the parent, that'd just be weird. I mean, if somebody came to me and said, yeah, maybe your your sister's pretty hot, I'd be like. Yeah, can you tell her that, man? I'm trying not to talk to you about that kind of thing. Come on, man. Anyway, Zach and the girl kiss each other bef- uh, goodbye. As Zach's mom says that he and the guys can return to the attic in two years. The guys go, oh, mom. And we get the credits on a classic episode. Jeff, I believe he's gone. Thank God. As now we can get back to... Well... Maybe we can get back to Zack and Kelly getting back together. I don't know. Maybe that's going to happen. I don't know. Or maybe someone else is going to show up on school grounds and park in Zack's parking spot. And we'll go from there. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that was Episode 9, Saved by the Bell. We now move on to Season 3, Episode 10. We return to the Malibu Sands Saved by the Bell universe. This one is entitled Boss Lady, also aired October 19th, 1991. As we're actually getting down to the near the end, I feel, believe the next Malibu Sands episode is the last one. So, the Malibu Sands storyline was only a few episodes, but uh, still I dug it. It was it was weird. I mean, there was the dude with the Adam's apple, there was the weird pairings like uh, Slater and Lisa in the one episode, and and Jesse with just some random dude, and then the, the the gigantic dude or the dude with the gigantic Adams apple it was it was it was it was a little it was it was cool, I liked it. Anyway, we started the Malibu Sands Beach Club where the workers are waiting for Mr. Kurosi to arrive for the morning rally. And since he's not there, Zack decides to take over and pretends to be Kurosi when the real Kurosi and Stacy arrive. Kurosi tells everyone that he's going away on business and while he's gone, Stacy will be taking over the daily running of things. We then go to later where Zack and Slater are playing frisbee in the club's sitting area while Lisa is using the front desk phone for her own personal use. Screech grabs the frisbee and throws it long and it smashes a window off screen. And Stacy arrives and she tells the group that just because her father's out of town, they still have a business to run. Zack tells Stacy that he's ready for some close personal attention which she said that she was going to give him earlier, to which Stacy says is not going to happen during work hours. A man then arrives, and he has a portrait of his daughter that he wants to hang on the wall for her Sweet Sixteen party tonight. Zach and Stacy seem puzzled as they walk off to the side together to discuss the new matter, and it turns out that Mr. Carosi double-booked the party room for the Sweet Sixteen party and a wedding anniversary on the same night. Stacy panics a little and Zach suggests that she just ask the man if he can change the birthday party to the next day. Which, uh, I, well, well, to me as a dude, that'd be fine. But I'm a dude. 16th birthdays, just, well, in my experience, are not the big deal that, uh, well, well, well we don't, dudes, for, well, back in my day. I don't know how things are now, but. We never called our 16th birthday Sweet (laughs) Sixteen. Just we didn't. That's a a girl thing. (laughs) Anyway, Stacy agrees to ask the dude to change the day. And she begins to ask the man until he mentions that he's flown people in from all over. And he's billed it all to his credit card. Stacy then backs out from trying to reschedule the birthday party as now Zach suggests rescheduling the wedding anniversary. Zach and Stacy find the old lady and man couple. And tell them that if they move their anniversary party to a different night, they can get a discount of 10%. The husband says no, as first of all, he's old and tomorrow's not guaranteed. And second of all, their anniversary is today. So they're celebrating today. Case closed. And we then go to later on where Zach and Stacy are trying to figure out a way out of the current dilemma. And Zach suggests convincing the par- the birthday party to just have the event at a different location. Screech then arrives and he's walking around with a, with one of those metal detector things. And he's looking for treasure. And he continues scanning the beach when he comes across Lisa who's just chilling on the beach. And Screech's metal detector goes off. Lisa insists that it's just because she's wearing jewelry and sitting in a metal chair. But Screech realizes that it's coming from under Lisa. Under her chair and he starts digging and he finds a gold coin but Lisa insists that it's fake and it's probably got chocolate in it. When Kelly arrives to say hi. And Screech thinks that Kelly's trying to steal from him and, and Lisa. Because Screech, you know, Lisa's his, his lady. So anything he finds he's going to share with her because Screech is a good dude. Kelly leaves and Screech gives Lisa the gold coin to hold on to for their children's college fund. We then go back to, to inside where Zach and Stacy are going to try and move the Sweet 16 party elsewhere. Zach approaches the young girl who's going to be celebrating the party. This were her Sweet 16. Why? Sweet 16. Man. You, I've seen pictures of uh, Sweet 16 birthday parties. And just, like, some of these pictures I've seen, it's like, man, it pays to have a lot of friends as a, as a young girl. Because you hold a big Sweet Sixteen party, that's just, bloody hell, that's just presence on top of presents, man, some of these pictures I've seen. Ah, I never had that. It's not fair. I am just saying. Anyway, Zach says uh, hello to the girl. And the girl obviously is hot for Zach as she melts a little. And Zach tells her that having a Sweet Sixteen party... Is or indoors is such a parental idea. And the cool kids have their Sweet Sixteen parties outside. The girl goes for it and she begs her dad to move the party to outside and he agrees. Zack and Stacy quietly celebrate it as now they can have both parties at the same time. Until, of course, an angry chef walks out from the kitchen. And with Slater in tow, Slater tells Stacy that the kitchen staff want to know where the Rays... ...that Mr. Carosi promised them are. Stacy says that she doesn't know anything about it. And the chef tells Slater in Spanish... ...that if the kitchen crew doesn't get their raises today... ...they go bowling. Or at least that's how Slater translated it. But what the chef really said is that the kitchen staff will go on strike... ...if they don't get the raise. So, get it? Bowling? Strike? Slater? <laughs> we got a commercial break, after which Jesse... Is acting as mediator between the kitchen staff and Stacy. De las stupido gringos your problemas. Tu espanola es algo confusa. Eh? Gracias. He says the entire staff is tired of being exploited. Jesse all he said was you speak lousy Spanish look I promise to take this up with my father as soon as he gets back oh you promise why should any oppressed people have faith in the promise of a heartless ruling class Oh, Jesse come off it oh Zach you wouldn't understand you live in a world of privilege yeah and you live next door to me (laughs) that's beside the point these people want answers now no Slater will Roberto give Stacy till five o'clock to try to reach her father Wait a minute. Direct any questions for Roberto to me. Cool it, amigo. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Three o'clock, no later, or else they'll strike. I love it, man. Jesse bringing up Zach's life of privilege and how he wouldn't understand his, how, you know, how he's got this privileged life. And then Zach reminding her that she lives right next door to him. <laughs> so ahead of its time, this show, man. All of the people out there who are just, they seem addicted to claiming. That they just have this, have it so bad in life. I mean, before you go publicly making an ass of yourself and cry about how bad you've apparently got it, perhaps think about how there might be people in this world who would love to have it as bad as you claim to have it. Just saying. I mean, there would there are people in this world who would love, literally love, to be as oppressed as some people in this world claim to be. Just saying. Think before you open your. Friggin' mouth and say something stupid. Anyway, Zach asks the kitchen staff to give him until 3 o'clock to come up with something. And we then go to later on where Stacy and Zach are on the beach and Stacy is ticked off. as she believes now that the kitchen staff are just trying to take advantage of her since her dad's away. Stacy gets pissed as she heads inside to lay down the law. Meanwhile, Screech is still scanning the beach for treasure. And Lisa comes up running and tells Screech that she took the gold coin that he found to a jeweler. And found out that it was real. And now Lisa wants to search for treasure with Screech. And she wants to use the metal detector while Screech shovels. The metal detector then goes off and Screech starts digging. Kelly arrives and she wants to know. She beldings the fuck out and wants to know what's going on here. (laughs) And Screech tells uh, Screech. No, she tells Screech to stop digging. As a group of three surfers suddenly join in and they start digging up the beach using their surfboards. (laughs) We then go back into the kitchen where Slater is trying to explain things in Spanish to the kitchen staff. Slater seems to have convinced them that Jesse is the problem and they should just listen to Stacy. The head chef chef shakes uh, hands with Slater as everything seems fine now. Until, of course, Stacy arrives and Slater tries to tell her the good news, but Stacy cuts him off. And tells the crew that she is Stacy Kurosi. and she will not be taken advantage of, and there will be no raises. The kitchen staff, of course, don't like Stacy's little attitude now. And they decide to go bowling right there and stage a sitting in the kitchen. And now the kitchen staff is bowling. <laughs> Stacy thinks that she may have screwed up, but Zach says that they found a way to have two parties at once. And they'll find a way to fix this new situation of these bowlers. We're <laughs> on strike, okay? You know you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. So there's there's now a bowling game going on in the kitchen. <laughs> Kelly then runs in and tells Stacy that Screech and Company are destroying the beach. They quickly run outside where we find Screech, Lisa, the surfers, and a bunch of other club members are now digging up the beach. With Screech and Lisa using it, they're using a small tractor now with the metal detector scrapped to the front. (laughs) And Zach is now worried as this is where the birthday party was supposed to take place and we get a commercial. And after the break, we see that the entire beach has now been dug up. And Lisa says that they only found one coin. And now Stacy's wondering what they're going to do now. Zach suggests having both parties inside, but at different times. Zach is just trying to come up with a solution every time, man. Everybody's just down and pessimistic. Zach is just constantly, well, what about this? Well, let's try this. Let's just try this then. See? Zach doesn't give up. He doesn't go on social media and give up and say, oh, I give up. I'm oppressed. Uh, woe is me. Yeah, come on, people. Anyway, Zach suggests having the old people, the wedding anniversary people, have their event early. And then because you know, old people get tired early and they go to bed early, and then have the sweet sixteen afterwards, and they seem like they're willing to try. As Slater reminds everyone that there's nobody to cook for the parties, because there's now a bowling, there's there's bowling going on in the kitchen now. We then twirly wipe to Zach and company in the quit in the kitchen, teaching themselves to cook. Zach wants to know who can make anything, and Kelly says that she can make scrambled eggs. Slater says that he can make hot dogs. <laughs> I, of course, can make a ton of things. Cerealandgrapejuice.com. Go there and see. I even have video of it. Go there. I am a destructive... Well, that's bad. I am a destructively awesome chef. So go there and check it out. Everything there. Cerealandgrapejuice.com. I've made it. Pictures there to prove it. Some with video. So hire me, man. Yeah. Take those bowlers. Get out. Anyway, Stacy hands out the menu which includes rack of lamb and Bavarian chocolate cream cake. And Slater asks, how they're gonna make how are they supposed or no, Slater asks, what's, what's Bavarian chocolate cream cake made out of? And Screech just is dumbfounded at Slater's stupidity and tells Slater it's made from chocolate cream, idiot. <laughs> Anyway, the staff are still they're still bowling on the floor while everybody's trying to figure stuff out, and they're laughing at everybody. We then have a montage as Screech and Lisa take turns chopping onions as the kitchen staff look on and laugh. We then see Slater removing something from the oven, which is just smoking up big time, and the kitchen staff continue to look on and laugh. We then go to the chocolate cake, and it deflates in the middle when Kelly puts a cherry on it. And at this point, the kitchen staffs, are, they're, they're still looking on, but they're, they're starting to empath, empathize with the group. As we then see Zach and S- and Stacy having trouble making probably like a soup stock. The kitchen staff have seen enough, and they decide to step in and help. And the food gets made. They just put their bowling aside and decided to help out. You know, they can get the raises, you know, but they can go bowling anytime you got to help people. you you got to put people before bowling sometimes. So anyway, we then go to later on where the wedding anniversary party is going down. And Zach tells the group of his co-workers that the old people have one hour to eat. And then they need to get them out. And the crew quickly serve the appetizers. And uh, the party members. The appetizers are soup, right? So the party members, you know, have a little spoonful of soup. Mmm, tasty. And then these soup bowls are removed. <laughs> the main course is then served, and then we twirly wipe to the end. And the wife of the anniversary couple gets up to say, if she says, she gets up and she says, I want to say a few words about my husband. To which Zach replies, Which you've done, and it was beautiful. And he sits her back down. Well, she did say a few words. So she said a few words. There was your words. I want to say a few words about my husband. There you go. Sit down. Shut up. (laughs) Anyway, Zach then announces the first and last dance as the old people get up and start dancing. We then go to the reception area as Jesse greets members of the Sweet Sixteen Party, the main party being the dad, his daughter, and some of his daughter's friends. Jesse tells the group that the party's been moved back indoors. Screech comes running out and tells Jesse that the old people are really slow. And Jesse needs to stall the Sweet Sixteen party people. And Jesse tries to stall the father and daughter's group, but they will have none of it. And they head into the party area where the anniversary banner is quickly switched to the Sweet Sixteen banner. While the old people are still dancing. The father and daughter arrive and ask what the old people are doing here. The old people ask what the young people are doing here. Well, the father of the daughter wasn't so young, but you know what I mean. Stacy decides to come clean and tells everyone that the, the club's screwed up and double booked. Zach says that everyone came here for a good time and think we should just give them one. Zach tells Stacy to ask the husband from the wedding anniversary party to dance, which she does. So let's we'll see what's going on here, what, where they're going here. Attractive young girl asking an old dude to dance. That'll work. Stacy and the old man tango. As Zack asks the Sweet Sixteen girl who's hot for him to dance. And she jumps at the chance. Slater then asks the wife of the anniversary couple to dance. Which she does. While Kelly asks the Sweet Sixteen daughter's dad to dance. Which he does. Everyone is now dancing and having a good time. When Mr. Carosi returns to find both parties going on. And he wants to know what idiot double booked the room. And Zack tells him that you did idiot. Yeah, and Kurosi is like, uh oh, the you didn't tell anybody about it. And Stacy says, no, we didn't. And then the father of the birthday daughter tells Carosi that Stacy and staff did a great job, and Carosi says that that entitles Stacy to a raise. Stacy says that she'll only accept if her dad gives the kitchen staff a raise as well. To which Kurosi reluctantly agrees. So, don't have to worry about them going bowling again anytime soon in the kitchen. Kurosi says that he's going to go for a walk on the beach because his head is all all over the place and he leaves Zach and Stacy then congratulate each other on a job on a scheme well pulled off and they go back to dance together and then they they then realize that Mr. Kurosi is heading to the beach which has been all dug up and they freak out they run to a door to stop him but it's too late as we hear him fall into a hole off camera zach and stacy just they're just like oh well and they go back to the dance to the party and we get the credits on a great episode as the malibu sands universe is winding down i think there's one more episode of the malibu yes it is the next episode of bayside buddy saved by the bell podcast where we will, be, we will be checking out season 3 episodes 11 and 12 first one is pipe dreams and the other one is the last weekend the last weekend yes is the uh is the final Malibu Sands one, I believe, I'm pretty sure. But Pipe Dreams is another very classic one. It's the one with the... where an oil... where the school discovers oil uh, underneath their school and an oil company wants to give the school money to do some oil drilling. So, a classic episode. Coming up next time here on Bayside Buddy is Saved by the Bell Podcast. Go check out more... Bayside buddy, as well as Degrassi buddy, movie buddy. Recipes with videos and pictures and more, more coming in the future. Follow me on Instagram and Twitch at IamNerby. Follow me, no, Twitch is not IamNerby. Instagram and Twitter is at IamNerby. Follow me on Twitch, NerbyDo. N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Because there's nothing more exciting in life. I mean, if you're one of these people who have it so bad, perhaps check me out on Twitch, man. I mean, you might think you have it bad, but... Just wait till you just sit there and watch a dude play video games. Then you'll realize how great life is. So go there and follow me. Spread the word. Bayside buddy. We will see you next time next week as we wind down, as I said, the Malibu Sands. But Pipe Dreams is coming up. More's coming up. Great episodes are coming up, man. The stepbrother's coming up, where Jesse's stepbrother arrives. We're still gonna get to, we're still gonna see Screech in the Secret Sauce with Punky Brewster. We st- uh, which I think is in season four. St- still just, st- like, the- we haven't even seen the best episodes, say by the well, as far as I'm concerned. And Dustin Diamond is very heavily featured in it, man. He's very important. So, again, rest in peace, Dustin Diamond. Screech was awesome. It will always be awesome. He's etched in stone as the leader of the awesomes. And we will see you next time on Bayside Buddy. Have a lovely week. Go do stuff. And, uh, yeah. Just just don't bowl, okay? You think you have it you think you have it so bad? Think before you go bowling. Just say it. Have a lovely day.